0: And I'm Karen Wright. It is 931, and back after a long hiatus, she was down south, she was in Georgia, she's back again, Barb Lampson, our friend, Master Gardener. Hi, Barb! Hey, Karen, it's great to be back. It's great to have you back. Now, you were down in warm Georgia, and you actually were gardening and doing things outside. I was. I'm jealous. But you know what? Here's the thing.
1: We had a cold snap uh, last year. Uh, on December twenty fifth, we were at or December twenty fourth, we were at the Christmas services at church. We came out of church. It was uh, seventy seven degrees. That
0: this was is, this is now twenty
1: twenty two in Georgia. Oh wait, this would be twenty twenty one. Whereabouts in Georgia? What city? She's in Columbus, which oh, okay. is which is the middle. Okay, uh, it's actually Peach
0: Country. Well, seventy seven degrees sounds perfect right yeah, now. But it was perfect. This year it was so cold. Well, now what's cold? We had like thirty below.
1: Uh, we didn't have that, but we had um, in the evening it got down to eleven degrees.
0: That's really cold and for there. People
1: had frozen pipes. Oh. They had, uh, you know, the the water um, the going into the homes. They just put that eight inches into the ground. So it doesn't take much to freeze those water mains and those hookups to houses. The sprinkler systems in our neighborhood, and we were told that it was going to freeze and it was going to be a hard frost. And you were supposed to, you know, uh, insulate your your uh, sprinkler system in your yard; those heads you have to take them off, you have to blow them out, and that people didn't do that.
0: And well, they don't know what to do because it's just not like a routine like well, it is here.
1: And and you, they don't believe it. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's not going to happen. That never happens here. Oh so so they don't believe it. And and the sprinkler system had broke and had sprayed. There was ice on the shrubs. Oh, there was no. ice on the lawn. But <clears throat> we. My daughter, being so conservative, who has control of the sprinkling system, (laughs) she does not use the in-ground sprinkling system because uh, since she's been in Georgia, they've had so much rain that they they don't need to put additionals, have the sprinklers coming on. So we didn't have that problem at all, but on base there at Fort Benning, they had 161 buildings where the water pipes oh broke. My. So it was it was a, a mess, that's now,
0: for sure. I wonder if they're going to have to rethink of, of their, their infrastructure because if yes. this is something that, you know, with climate change and that, if it's going to be a, a continuing issue.
1: Yeah, and, and not only there, but um, I think it was uh, in Mississippi yesterday, there were... Uh, uh, Another tornado came through. Oh my! Um, and it took out fifty-nine houses. You know, all over the country, we're having climate change, and it's affecting differently. And if you can't just say, "Well, we've never done that," or "This will be okay," you know. So, so <clears throat> at the Georgia house, I have about um, thirty potted plants. That are quite good size. Now, that,
0: are these? This is your daughter's house.
1: Yeah, it's if my house too. Yes. Well,
0: you're okay. You. This, this is
1: yeah right and and uh, so you could just you know uh, put them out on the patio and and you water them and you just leave them there and yeah. that's just fine. Well, what we did was uh, rather than. There's no place to put all these great big plants. Put them in the house, so D- Dave and my daughter Patricia, they put up a rod. The uh, the way our house is built, we have uh, gables that come out across the back. So so um, there's these wings actually, and then in the middle, then you have the the patio. So they just ran a rod from uh one side to the, other. to the other, and we put on their um, real heavy-duty plastic with the grommets
0: on it. Oh, and, so it's almost like a shower curtain type thing.
1: Yeah, but heavier than that. Okay. Like, like something you would have for construction plastic.
0: Sure.
1: And uh, and then pulled them, and then around the base, because we also had high winds, uh, we put uh, blocks to hold them in place, and then pulled them tight. And uh, it 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 worked it stayed 55 degrees in there
0: so we were fine the plants were fine and and just to be sure now did she just happen to have these heavy curtains around or did you have to buy them because I'm thinking most people down there aren't prepared like this unless it's just because well. you grandma's been there before and <laughs>
1: we, were, we were here's what we did when we were down there last year when we thought it was get there was so much wind coming up there, uh, that then we had put up. Um, I had bought went to thrift shops and bought a bunch of heavy duty shower curtains that ah. have the fabric and then they're sort of rubberized. Sure, I had about eight of them. And then we could put those up, and um, it looked like Joseph's coat of many colors <laughs> yeah. hanging there. It did not look good, but but, but it, it worked. It worked, yeah, and it kept the wind off those plants. And of course, it never got that cold, but still, that would that
0: worked. Do, so have they lost a lot of their crops, like you mentioned? It's peach country, so I assume that this has affected a lot of the things down there. That. May cause problems in the future, yeah,
1: you know, so I don't know too much about peaches. Ah. I, I only know that I really love them, but I know <laughs> that like uh, we have um, trees and shrubs and things that make their blooms ahead of time right and and if you get a hard frost, um you kill the the uh, bud. Or and the, they'll never produce anything right, that right, year. Right, right, right. So, so that's it. So, you know, we'll have to, we'll just have to stay tuned and wait and see what's going on with that. But it was a wake-up call for people. But despite all that, I mean, it's, it's, uh, if you, you can get prepared for that as long as it's not a tornado or a hurricane or mudslides. I mean, those things are, those and we uh, the house there we we sit up on a hill. Oh sure. So we we
0: shouldn't be sliding anyplace. But. Well, I had a listener who asked a question. She wanted to start seeds now because she's getting uh, very much cabin fever, and she says, "Karen, I'm so ready. I want to start some seeds." And I says, "Mary, Mary, Mary, don't do it. Don't do it. I've done that before, where it's January, and I think." Well, spring's not that far off, is it? No. So, yeah, let's start a bunch of stuff. And that's... That's a, a common beginner mistake yes. because you are so anxious to get ahead and then you think your plants will be so much bigger and you'll be so much ahead, right. but you'll be so sorry. And and you don't realize that
1: you don't have the light. I mean, unless you've got artificial light well, that you in. Even if
0: you do, you start them. They just get oh, so sure. big to transplant. So, I mean, the only thing you would start now and even think about starting now are like onion seeds and leek seeds and, and maybe some of those flowers that take a long time before they'll bloom.
1: Well, those flowers that take a long time to germinate. Uh, Lysianthus is one of those that yes. takes, oh gosh, I think it takes about a month for them to, to actually... To even
0: germinate. Yeah,
1: to germinate. Wow. So, uh, but no, don't do that. Here's what you can keep yourself busy with. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> I I love amaryllis. I just love them because... Jeff they, does too. They're, they're so easy. And uh, I've found out that even though they have this really delicate flower uh, they look great they're easy we can't leave them outside in the winter we're not no. it's 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 too cold the bulbs But they're freaks. beautiful
0: inside
1: they huh. they are and here's what you can do you can dig the bulbs and dry them off uh, on a piece of newspaper and then here's what I do i pack them in newspaper and put them in a bushel basket that i have so there's air circulating i don't put things in in plastic very often because they can mold and
0: mildew and things yeah
1: Yeah. it's sort of the top dries out and the bottom it gets humid down in there too much humidity but uh, you can just do them bare root now I used to pot them all up in pots and bring in the individual pot with the bulb in it and then I would just wait for them to start putting up a flower spike but I found out that when I had 28 pots that I had to carry in, put down the basement, put them on shelves down there. This was really a lot of work, right. and I really wondered if I could just start uh, putting uh, putting them like we do dahlias or anything. Yeah. The main idea is that they don't dry out, and this is this has worked just fine for me. But the, um, the pots, I kept a few things in pots that I wanted to watch grow or that were newer to me. I have, um, and I I, I should have went out in the greenhouse this morning and got the name tag for it, but I didn't because it was too cold. <laughs> but I have a amaryllis that is, it's a big cupped one. It's, it's large, it's one of the newer ones. And uh, the petals are white, but they have streaking on them, just like if you had taken a paintbrush and went in straight lines like this, in a dark, dark red. So, like a little zebra, almost. It, the, but they go up and down this oh. way, just just one direction, okay. up and down like that. And so, I had two. Well, I started with one, and of course, the first year, um, it made one more bulb. Which is this is the thing about these: be ready to give these away or have a big space to keep them in the winter. But so that so now I have four in there. I have two um, that are mature bulbs that will bloom, and I have two smaller ones that a year from now will will, will bloom, and I'll have to take those two off because this pot cannot. Um, there's just not enough room well, for all what those do roots.
0: You, what do you do with those ones you take out then? Do you replant them right away? Do you wait?
1: I, I do once, well, because... I assess that anything that's in a pot, and there aren't that many, uh, you have you take them out of the pot and you look at the roots, and it's like a mop in there. Right. There's so many roots, so they really need more space. They're just um, they don't get enough uh, oxygen, and plants need oxygen. And the
0: water can't get down to them either because no, it's, so it's,
1: crowded. it's it it isn't good. So now these two amaryllis, uh, each bulb uh, put forth two flower spikes and um, on the end of the flower spike there are four buds. So each bulb is going to have eight blooms. Wonderful. Can you imagine that? And then I've got the other one which is doing the same thing and because they're in the same pot getting treated just exactly the same, they actually are put up their flower spikes at the same time and they're, they're at the same uh, uh, rate of development that way. So you've got this pot that you've done very little with, except put them in there and uh, had them outside in the all summer long. Brought them in, and now you've got sixteen huge blooms. I mean, eight on this one and eight on that one, and and that's worth. While doing,
0: and especially this time of year when things are so brown and dull, it will really brighten things up for you. Yes, yes, I agree. So, Barb, you—I wanted to mention—you're on the the topic of uh, amaryllis. We got from someone one of those amaryllis bulbs that's in like the little wax things, and I've yeah, never seen that. Well, you know that they—they're basically they're dipped in wax. Oh, really? It, they're like the bulb, and then you don't water it anything. It—it's got enough energy then there, and then it blooms. But it's one of those things where I think you throw it away because No. <laughs> Wait I mean, All right, so right now 'cause so it's you know, it's it's em, right? you know, it's embalmed in this wax right and it's blooming now. It's got a right. big that makes actually sense. it's got two um two stalks one's already bloomed and is done and it was kind of shorter and then the other one's now growing up but the bulb itself you know it's in this wax it's not in soil you don't water it it just right so it's going to bloom again what should i do with it because i mean i was just going to throw it out but
1: well you know it's that's always the challenge um it, did they give you any instructions with it first no
0: it was it was wrapped in a cute little knitted yeah. sweater thing so it was you know just more of the the attractiveness and a, a housewarming gift kind and, of or. and
1: i'm sure that um, for some people, that was great, and they wouldn't want to fuss with it. Yeah. But to me, that's a challenge, and I know for you, that's usually a <laughs> challenge, too. Right. But so if something's uh, encased in wax, I mean... It has to get its roots out of there and, and so that it can make food, so that it can do something for next year. But
0: right now, it's got enough food to, to make that that bloom. That, that's
1: that's about what it'll have.
0: So when that's done, should I try and get the wax off? And, I would
1: certainly see okay. if you can do that without damaging the bulb. Right. Anytime you cut into that bulb, you're going to have a problem, though.
0: Like disease so and... Yeah,
1: know. yeah. Um, keep us informed, Karen. I'd like to know about that. You know, sometimes you'll find uh, rutabagas or turnips, they come to the market and they've been dipped in uh, paraffin uh, so that they don't dry out and you peel that off and, I mean, they're nice and that they're solid and that works
0: really, really well. Wait, do you... Th- Why would you start a turnip like that?
1: You're eating it. You want to buy it, and you want to buy it at its freshest peak. Right. And because uh, they start drying out, they decided that putting them in paraffin, I don't know if that's done so much now uh, as it used to be, but I can remember... Uh, my mom buying uh, both rutabagas and turnips if if we were out, but we always raised those crops too, uh, and then peeling that off. I always thought that was great. I even remember as a kid, I decided maybe that was something to chew, like
0: gum. Well, you know, we yeah. used to get that that um, waxy stuff, and you could chew it for a while. It didn't taste like anything, and it was right, kind of right. kind of broke apart sometimes. But well, yeah,
1: I did that too, and my mother just had a <laughs> conniption, and 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 I never did it again. But uh, yeah, so it's hard to say if something if a bulb is dipped in wax. I mean, I would think you'd only get one year out of it. Well, that's what if I'm you didn't get it. Uh, it's like it's entombed.
0: Right, right. Yeah. There's, yeah. Well, you mentioned turnips. I have to laugh. So I was looking through the seed catalogs. We got a whole bunch, and I mentioned to Jeff. I says, "Well, do you like turnips?" And he goes, "No." Nah, and I said, "Well, have you ever had turnips?" He goes, "No." Oh wow! <laughs> and, and so I was just like, "Well, how do you know if you don't like it?" He goes, "I just don't." I think I do, because I planted them one year, and we never used them. They, they grew into beautiful turnips, but so let's talk about them a little bit. What do you do with them? Because they're easy to grow. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Turnips
1: really are a cold-weather crop.
0: Yeah, like a beet or something like that. Uh,
1: even more so. Okay. Um, and so now in Georgia, uh, <clears throat> in downtown Columbus, there's a nonprofit, and they have been... Uh, uh, there's a part of the town that's going through gentrification they're they're pulling out uh, some of these vacant buildings and and houses that are dilapidated and that and they bought a city block and what they're doing there is they put up hoop houses and all the coal crops you can go there any day of the week and you can buy turnips radishes spinach all the different lettuces, um, things like that, and so it's it. They love being cool. You have to either get them in really early, as soon as you can get your. Uh, get into the garden and work the garden without compacting soil in that. Or you have to wait and put them in as a fall crop. Now, this is what they're doing in Georgia is that they have them as a fall crop. The hoop houses that they have uh, have just plastic on them and both ends are open. So there's good air circulation coming in. They do just really amazing. And the other thing that they have done besides having this ongoing market there. They've also put up a restaurant now. It's called The Food Mart, and they do a lot of vegan foods there. Uh, a lot of um, dishes for people who have food allergies. You could they, go there.
0: I want to go there. Oh,
1: oh, it's 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 absolutely delicious. They're very active in the community and doing this. As a result, people have, you know, you can go get any day of the week. You can go get these vegetables that that are growing right then. Now in this summer, that that changes for them. They have summer crops and they have open fields where they keep those in. But also, I was um, downtown at one of the festivals. They had sort of a Christmas festival with vendors coming in. There were farmers that came in. They were selling honeys and and jams and jellies and things. And the most interesting
0: farmer I met was selling microgreens. Now, oh, you know, you can. They have advertising some of the seed catalogs. You can grow them too. But you know, I've never done that. Well, you know,
1: there is the Pizza Ranch over by. Uh, Wasica, okay, and and that's one of the things they use um, in their pizzas. Really? Yes, oh. absolutely.
0: So, okay, I put pickles on mine, but um, some microgreens. That's an interesting thing. So, okay, so um, I
1: discovered that I like microgreens, and I bought some, and uh, we had a party at our house for some of the neighbors. And last year when our grandson was visiting from Germany, he had made pizza and he gave us this pizza recipe and it was absolutely delicious. So Karen. Did you this, bring something? this is show and tell.
0: Oh, Barb it, has a giant paddle and it's a, a a wooden pizza board. It is,
1: and you know what the proper name for this is? It's called a pizza
0: peel. P E E L. I did not know that. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I've heard of the charcuterie boards, and you could use that for that, I assume, as sure. well. But, okay, so it's a giant. <laughs> it looks like a big paddle, but it's a pizza peel. It's 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 wide huh. enough so that
1: if you made a... a you can order it in any size. If you made an 8-inch pizza, you'd buy one for that size or okay. a ten. This, I think, is a 12-inch. Uh, so it's big. And uh, so we invited the neighbors in. Uh, My daughter has been doing this since her son was there a year ago. She's been making pizza. And the thing that the trick is, with the flour, you don't use bread flour. You don't use pizza flour. You actually use flour that has, um, of course, it's not um, bleached flour. It's regular flour, and it's O-O. And it says on there, it says uh, flour O-O. So what is that then? It's finer. It's the, finer. but it's
0: still made of wheat or something. Oh,
1: of course, it's exactly that. But oh. it's a finer
0: kind of like sugar versus powdered sugar, almost. Yeah,
1: it's it's it okay. would be that would be a good example. Yeah. yeah. So you get the double O's on it, and uh, it it rolls out beautifully you can't just stretch it you roll it out hmm. um
0: like a pie crust
1: yeah like a pie crust would be and and you set out all the ingredients that you'd want to go in this pizza and you invited guests they come up and they pick the ones and and everybody uh, one person is in control of of a handling the pizza dough that was my daughter and uh and and Then we did these outside on the grill.
0: Oh, nice. And
1: uh, because the grill is, uh, you really have to have something between the grill and the pizza. And we used a large cookie sheet to put the pizza on there. But what you need is once you roll this, your pizza, you need something to carry it on because you're putting on your vegetables and those kinds of things on there, and there isn't any way you can get it. So you need to get a pizza peel. We shopped all over Mankato and couldn't find one, so really, we did have to order it online. Oh. Maybe we didn't Well, maybe
0: because it's not a big thing up here, I guess.
1: Well, I don't know. I don't know. But here's the thing uh. about microgreens. Karen, if, if I were to order them and just think well this uh, this is a good salad because you'll have like uh, mustard greens in there you'll have uh, 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 radish greens in there
0: any kind of a green that's edible but is this like sprouts you remember how you used to when you'd order yes. like something you could say I want some bean sprouts yeah it's right basically the same thing but but, but
1: you but it's it's actually made its true leaf there, oh. and these little leaves, and they grow to be about uh, one inch tall, okay. and then you cut them off. You get about, he said, you get about three clippings, and then you have to start them over. Oh, again. so they
0: come back? Okay. Uh,
1: yeah. Well, yes, they resprout. So he sells them to. He said his biggest customers in the flats. He'll grow them for them in flats. Are the the the. Uh, The restaurants, Mm -hmm. the restaurants that are doing their own cooking, not a chain restaurant that's, uh, you know, doing things that are sent to them. But they have chefs, I should say. And I thought, I got to try this. And you know what?
0: I will forever love these microgreens. Well, I have seen some of the garden catalogs now that have um, little jars that say you can grow your own microgreens. And so, I, I mean, I don't really know much about them. So I just... Didn't pay much attention.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, then you get a little... You buy a tray to grow them in. Yeah, right. And they have the holes in the bottom, so it fits into another tray, and you put the water in the bottom. You always... You always water from the bottom. So thing.
0: is it like hydroponic? So it's just no, you, it isn't. Oh, it's not hydroponic. Hy- hydroponic, re- you just
1: use water, right? But so you're using soil. Oh, you put the you put the lightweight potting soil in, okay. and then you just sprinkle your seeds on, and you use like a roller, and you press them in so they make good contact. Sure. Um, and then you put take this pan that they fit into. You put water in the bottom there that's warm, set the uh, plant um, in there, and cover it up with some plastic and and wait for it to germinate, and then put it under your lights or however you're going to grow it. Are you going to be growing your own microgreens now? Well, you know, I'm tempted, and I'm just going to see what spring brings. I know I'm not going to do it now in the winter because... Uh, I just don't have the right lighting. All my lighting now is used to grow the greens for the fish that we have in the, in the aquariums, Karen, and they can eat a lot of water lettuce. So I got my extra lighting down for them. So it can't be for the humans.
0: Okay, so well, you got your priorities at least. <laughs>
1: yeah. Say, you know that uh, coming up is the winter carnival. As uh, a matter of what is of, that? Uh, the winter carnival is the end of the month uh the end of january and uh it's a event i love to go to and the reason i love to go there is because they have the orchid show at como park oh
0: you're talking up in the cities now okay yes
1: yes yes so this year let me see what day is it january 26th to february 5th as a matter of fact i didn't know this before but the uh Winter Carnival has been operating since 1885. Wow. And and the reason that we have that was there were some East Coast newspapermen that were in the cities visiting in 1885, and they said, Minnesota is just another Siberia, (laughs) unfit for human habitation. (laughs) And their response was, well, not in Minnesota. I mean, we're alive and fine in the winter. And they decided to have a winter carnival. And that's when it all kicked off.
0: Oh, you know what? I'm glad you mentioned it because now this is this is coming to my mind. It's the Saintly City Cat Show that takes place during the Winter Carnival that is at the, um. what is it? it? Uh, is down- it the Civic Center downtown? Yes, yes. Yeah, and yeah. so they will be having the, and I've done this in the past when I was showing my Bombay cats, but so that will be going on as well. And that's certainly something worth taking in where they have the uh, all- breeds of purebred cats, and they even have household pet classes. So that's something you can see while you're there as well.
1: Well, certainly. So why not put that on your calendar for January oh. 26th to February 5th, which is, I mean, that's really, really great. It's a 10-day event, and I think, I think at the um, Como Park, it's still free to attend that. I, I don't know. Um, the last couple of years, I didn't go because of COVID. But sure. this year, I'm definitely going.
0: But orchids are something that's just beautiful. I oh, mean. and
1: and that's put on by the Orchid Society of Minnesota. You know, I used to belong, but I had to stop because um, <laughs> my uh, flower addiction went wild, and I just uh, and they have plant sales. Right, I could have brought everything home. I just. An orchid is such an amazing plant, the way it has air roots, and it takes all its nitrogen out of the air. I just love that. Now, there are the terrestrial orchids, and, and of course, you know our state flower. That's an orchid, our lady
0: slipper. Which mainly is, is growing up north because you really don't see them down here. The
1: yellow ones we do. Oh, do you? Okay. <clears throat> yes, as a matter of fact. They are
0: uh, defined, though.
1: Yeah, they are. As a matter of fact, our friend Barb Maher, Master Gardener, she's had a nice bunch along her wood line, And until the deer discovered it, and she has put uh, all kinds of combinations of wires and things, and they're so determined to get in there and eat them. So Uh. I think that's, that's a problem here is we have so many deer that you won't see them often.
0: Well, that's one I know that there is a place. And you, you you are not supposed to ever dig them out in the wild, by the way. No. But no. there is a place, I know, up north that that actually sells these Minnesota orchids that you can grow. But you have to get on a waiting list and, and because right, people right. want them. And, and so, yeah, that and they're very expensive, by the way. Too. Yes, yes. So, anyway.
1: You know, the other thing that's doing really well in my house is, <clears throat> excuse me, um, are the succulents. The succulents I have in the north bay window, and you know they're a, a plant that can take a lot of sun, but <clears throat> the blooming plants that I'm holding over from this summer, they're the ones that really need the sunlight too. So,
0: but they do really well; they keep growing. Uh, do you need humidity for the succulents? <coughs> I mean, is that the kind of thing that I'm not really good with succulents? I've had, although I have had one uh, cactus that plant that I've had that have, has been there for over 10 years i think now mm-hmm. but is do they need the, the humidity or do you they know, <clears throat> the
1: succulents have a thick leaf on them yeah and they do really well with just a minimum of watering i think there are more people that kill succulents because they overwater them i do yeah yeah that's very <laughs> easy to do um <clears throat> i think you know the sansevieria which is the uh, uh, snake plant or, or mother-in-law's the mother-in-law's tongue. Yep. tongue, whichever you want to call it. They've said that you should call that the uh, rent day plant. The day that you pay your rent, if you oh. live in an apartment, that's the day you should plant or you should water, water that Because plant.
0: I've been watering that every week, Mark, and I should <coughs> Oh, shouldn't.
1: it doesn't need it. No, oh. no. Okay. Again, because they, they're storing all that water, so, okay. so don't do that. Just...
0: How about the aloe vera plant? And right now <clears throat> here at the studio, we have yours, and it's a yes. big one, and I'm worried I'm going to kill it because... Uh,
1: well, the I don't know. The only way I would say you could kill that one is to overwater it also. <laughs> okay. And it's getting all these babies. And here's the thing. it um, I brought it here because it got so big.
0: In your house. I didn't
1: have another place to, uh, oh, another window or lights or anything. So we've got the... The window here, it's not the best light back there, and the building itself is very dry, but an aloe vera can really, it's a hardy plant. So if this mother plant, if it dies,
0: or if a chunk of it dies... Well, some of the leaves are dying. That's why I was worried about... Right, they sort of dry up. And that's normal.
1: Well, I, under the best conditions, I don't think so.
0: Well, but but you gave it to me to take care of, so yeah, right, right, your But there's your uh, fault there.
1: <laughs> yeah, right, right. It is. But I, it, um, dying is one thing. I mean, when some things, if you just have a little, you know, a problem, it just gets bigger and bigger. But the aloe vera isn't like that. I mean, even though it might lose uh, a branch coming out of it, sure, it's still. Putting up babies. It's still getting more and more young ones. So, uh,
0: so they'll I into worry perpetuity. I'll take say. it home this uh, <laughs> summer when it when it gets warm yeah. again. Yes, then yeah. you can revive it. Well, Barb, it's always great to have you on. Thanks for coming on, and we're glad you're back safe from uh, Georgia. And we're Thank sorry you. that it's so cold for you here.
1: Encourage everybody to you know think about microgreens and maybe just even buying your um, a full like your kale at the store, get it very young, yeah. start using it. Put it on pizza for the kids, and I bet you they're going to like it.
0: Hey, Barb, do you know there's an app now that KMSU has that you can load Master Gardener, and it will be at your fingertips to listen to at any time? I I, I was here when Shelly was working on it, but I haven't found it yet. Okay, so go into your Google app or your uh, right. Apple Play Store, and then you just look in there under KMSU, and you find the one that says it says Master Gardener, Yep. Yeah. Install it.